Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Smoke Break Sports. I am, of course, your host, Kev. And much like the college days of two-day benders chugging four locos, that Super Bowl gave yours truly one hell of a hangover. Now, for those of you who might have somehow missed it, maybe you're uh, taking a social media sabbatical, the Buccaneers laid the smack down on the Kansas City Chiefs to a tune of 31-9. to If you left your Super Bowl party early, you didn't miss anything. The zero points were scored in the fourth quarter, I do believe. But more importantly than any of that, we were right again. Now, I'm not going to go over every single prop bet that we ran the list on Sunday afternoon, but let's just say we did all right. We missed the coin flip. I think we missed the opening kickoff being a touchback. Little, little tiny things. We were absolutely right that CBS Sports should not have had prop bets for Daryl Williams instead of Edward Solaire. I don't know what the hell that was about, but our scoring was a little off. Maybe we gave either the Chiefs too much credit or the Buccaneers defense not nearly enough credit, probably the latter. But here we are. Tom's got his seventh Super Bowl ring joining Robert Ory as one of the two players in professional sports history to have seven championship rings. Now, of course, he's still got one more to catch old Bill, the the hoodied one himself. Also, Steve Kerr has eight. So, Brady not done yet. Rumor has it that Mike Evans is willing to take a pay cut to keep the band together. So, we could be in this nightmare for a little while longer, folks. Not much to say analytically here that isn't clearly obvious to those who watched. Kansas City clearly was missing both tackles that were out. That offensive line that they had to put together with rubber glue and duct tape was just not able to keep up with the Tampa Bay front four. And much like in the past when we saw Tom get thwarted by the Giants, it's a world of a difference when a defense can just rush four all night and still apply pressure to your quarterback because you're not losing much in the way of coverage. So Tampa was able to look like the Tampa of old. It looked like Derek Brooks himself and John Lynch were out there, man, just rocking a cover two all night, the vaunted Tampa two. And they just sat back and were able to cover people while Pat Mahomes ran around like a spazzed out, over-caffeinated kid on Halloween. Now, the big thing that we're thinking of here is couple of questions. One, is there any doubt in anyone's mind now that Tom is the greatest of all time? None here. You won't hear any more arguments from me. I This is a hill that I have died on multiple times, 
And the, the numbers just don't lie. I hear a lot of people that are still hating on Brady. Maybe hating's a strong word, but that's the one we chose, damn it. Talking about Deflate Gate, Spygate, which let's be honest, you can't really blame Brady for if the Patriots were filming practice from illegal angles. Let's remember, Spygate was not about them not being allowed to tape practice. They were taping it from an angle in which was not allowed. So, I don't know. Schematics, I, I'm sure. And those who have no choice but to hate Tom, you're, you're going to hold on to those things. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people were even mentioning the fact that he broke quarantine protocol to go practice in a park to try to run some routes. But the fact remains that Tom Brady is more effective at getting to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is shooting a wide-open three-pointer. Isn't that crazy? His percentage is higher. That is just bonkers. And uh, deflated footballs aside, uh, that thing could have been a Nerf football or a bowl of Jello pudding, and Brady still would have won a lot of those games that he did win. So Tom is clearly coming back. Does that make the Buccaneers our favorite for next season? Like, are they automatically just the odds-on favorite to win? The Chiefs, everyone's coming back that we know of for now. I mean, it's very difficult to make this guess for next year considering every single quarterback that's under contract all of a sudden wants out of their contract. We will, of course, be discussing Russ Wilson here in the future, but not right now. Are the Chiefs the favorites to get back to the Super Bowl in the AFC. They definitely have some new contenders. The Bills seem to think they will be there. If the Colts uh, avoid the Carson Wentz trap, maybe they're in the running for a shot at the AFC title. Of course, swinging back to the NFC for a second, have the Rams made enough moves to dethrone the Bucks? I don't know. It's certainly going to have to be something that's revisited here over the coming weeks once everyone has finally landed and the quarterback carousel has come to a halt. But we're going with it, damn it. We're going to roll the dice right now and say that the Bucks will be back in the Super Bowl next year. And what the hell, so will the Chiefs. Let's do it. The odds are so against us here, um, statistically, you just don't see repeat Super Bowls with the same two teams. In fact, there is a lot of evidence to show uh, usually the team that loses in the Super Bowl takes a giant leap back the next season. A lot of these teams that lose in the Super Bowl don't even make the playoffs the following season. But the Chiefs are so stacked offensively at all their skill positions. They just, I mean, their starting running back is a rookie. Um, they continue to bring out uh, new wide receiver talent. Guys continue to to learn from Tyreek Hill, and they've got some burners out there. they got some speed demons. Travis Kelsey is a beast. He's damn near guaranteed 80 yards receiving in a game. How are you going to stop him? The Chiefs will need to make uh, some additions on defense, but and uh, clearly the offensive line could use some help, but... It, they're limited in what they actually need from this draft. They don't need to go out and spend a lot of money, make a big acquisition. They can almost run it back 
and still feel pretty confident about their ability to get to the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers have Tom Brady, so I don't I, – I, am I going to bet against him again? I, it's it's uh, no, I guess. Drew Brees might be retired. He may have gone from the easiest division in the NFL over the past two decades to now migrating into the new easiest division. If the Saints are without Drew Brees next year and there's a chance that – Jameis Winston gets signed by someone who misses on one of these other quarterbacks that they're going for. Maybe they take a flyer on him. He did get to learn from Drew for the past year. So hopefully, if you can't improve being under that guy's tutelage, then you're just not going to cut it. And then what we got, Carolina, who is out, seems to be out on Teddy Bridgewater. He may be filling the gap for one more year. But I don't know that Carolina is a real threat. And the Falcons, yeesh. Uh, again, could Matt Ryan be on the move? I don't know. It's odd to me that of all the names we've heard this offseason that Matt Ryan isn't being talked about at all. I think if it weren't for some quarterbacks taking it upon themselves to voice their frustration, uh, then the Matt Ryan rumors would probably be a little more substantial because the Falcons are in a position where it might be in their best interest to reload and and ship Matt Ryan and maybe a few other skill players off for assets because it does not seem to be working. Remember earlier when I mentioned uh, Super Bowl losers and their long-term hangovers? This is worse than a two-day bender that keeps your favorite sports radio guy out of commission for a day. This is the kind of hangover that causes your team to give up 17-point leads like they're Cracker Jacks. So, Brady has an easy path in the NF- to the NFC Championship. Mahomes possibly may have one of the more difficult paths. Uh, the Chargers definitely have their quarterback for the future. The Raiders are in talks for maybe upgrading from Derek Carr. I don't... According to some people that like to talk on this show, that would not be an upgrade. Uh, but... Uh, it's possible the Raiders could be better. The Broncos seem to be one of those teams that is a quarterback away from being able to contend. They have some great skill position guys. They've got Jerry Judy over at wide receiver, uh, Sutland. Uh, There's another one that I'm forgetting. Uh, They've got a good tight end. They've got Phillip Lindsay, who was out most of the season with injuries, so that's a little scary, but also... If he does stay healthy, he pretty much sat all of last year. So uh, definitely they have depth at running back at least and uh, a pretty solid defense. So if the if the Broncos can get anybody other than Drew Locke in there under center, they could be dangerous too. Uh, would not be surprised to see uh, two teams from the AFC West in the playoffs next year. But having watched what Pat Mahomes has done over the last three years and knowing that now he will be as motivated as ever. Um, Obviously, Andy Reid won't take this loss too hard. Um, He once coached the the same team to the NFC Championship game, I think, three years in a row without, you know, I think they made the Super Bowl one of those years and didn't win that one either. So he knows what to do. He knows how to get his guys back up and ready. A lot of these guys have already won a Super Bowl. They know what it takes to get where they're going. 
And as I said, now they have a massive chip on their shoulder to get back and prove that they weren't one-hit wonders. So there you have it, folks. That is it for yours truly today. There are, of course, more quarterback rumors that we are going to get to earlier this week. I, a little birdie named Sean B. told me that one of our other predictions may be coming true. I hear rumors that Gardner Minshew may be on the move to Chicago, and I cannot wait to talk about that one. Man, if we get that right, I'm buying a lottery ticket because, holy shit, it, was, it started as a joke, right? Just me thinking about who's going to be a displaced quarterback and what from Bears history suggests that uh, what would be the type of guy that the Bears would take a flyer on because they're bad at this, you guys. I am uh, lucky enough to have uh, my brother and father. A lot of people that are close to me are diehard Bears fans, so I have lived this life. There's an 85 championship plaque in my study this very moment. So I, I know a thing or two about the Bears, and I just had a hunch, just had a hunch that they'd be going to the mustachioed man. So if that happens, I will be here to tell you I told you so. In the meantime, we will be bringing it up in a future episode. Might as well. We're going to get through all the quarterbacks. Uh, Carson Wentz, again, I think we've already talked about him, but we're doing it again because the saga continues. A lot of people are shocked he still wants out, even though they fired a coach for him, a coach that we here, or at least I here at SBS, think the Eagles should have kept. Um, well, maybe we'll do a shorty about that. But we got Russ Wilson, we got Sam Darnold, we got uh, all kinds of rumors, all kinds of people being reached out to about their starting quarterback and a bunch of teams that still have to fill that void. So we'll be back to talk about that. Uh, and then it's back to basketball. You know, it's going to be a sad year for us Cubs fans. God above, we have the NBA, and it's very entertaining. Oh, by the way, did you notice that the Pistons beat the Nets? I mean, come on, fellas. Come on. What are we doing? I mean, I love it because... We, we've we been worried about this Nets team since they put themselves together. But So, you know, I don't mind telling them, yeah, I told you so, clearly. But the Pistons? The Pistons? Am I the same guy that gave the Lakers a pass for losing to the Pistons? I don't know. Follow us on the internet at Smoke Break Sports, and we will see you next time.